welcome everybody. Lovely to have you on the first ever Gabe Phillips Show podcast. Because you know, it's the world is just demanding another podcast from a 30-something white male. It's just the demand <laughs> people want, saying we want more podcasts from white guys. And um, so I just thought I'd give the world what they wanted. Um, and uh, my first guest ever is my good friend, um, Majorzi, who is a female singer here in South Africa. Um, <laughs> wait a minute, I've got the wrong Majorzi. I apologize for all of you tuning in for that. I've got in Schlange Majorzi, yes. the, the male South African musician. But um, uh, Matt, tell me what it feels like to be the inaugural guest on this, uh, this, this podcast that's going to go out to millions of people. <laughs> well, first of all, you're smashing this, dude. You've definitely got a, a voice for podcast chat, bro. I can mm. see you're articulating well. You're speaking loudly enough. Yes. Leaving enough pauses in your breath. I feel like, I mean, if this is the first one, it could be the thousandth one. I wouldn't even know. And when we get know. you back, when you get back, when we get you back, see, I'm already, I'm already <laughs> those. When we get you back for the, the anniversary episode, you know, we'll just have to look back at this and just go, hey, look how far we've come. Mm, yeah, look how far we've come. But speaking of that, Madge, we, we, we do have a bit of a history. Uh, I moved to Zimbabwe and uh, I met this guy in Shalantan Majorzi in the most uh, incredible setting, standard grade <laughs> maths in grade 11. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, well over a decade ago. Tell me about those days, man. Those were the good old days. Yeah, man, it was fun, dude. I remember, like, do you remember? I don't know if you remember, like, the one time the boys, some of the naughty boys, start. They, for whatever reason, they really got into Hillsong and SCA and church and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the one day, so before that, our teacher, Mrs. Rice, didn't really like us that much. But then someone played Hillsong oh. and then she was like, oh, who's that? Is that Hillsong? Oh, that's nice. And then she was way nicer to us afterwards. Oh, but she was, she loved it. She loved me because I, I remember because I was the, the Christian guy, the token Christian guy who I actually led SCA for the last ah, year there. Okay, so and you were ready in her good book. Yeah, no, no. But she didn't like me that much because I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of maths. But it was the exact same reason <laughs> where she didn't, oh, you lead that. And I could get away with coming late to maths. I'm just confessing, yeah. And if I was late for maths, I could just say I was doing SCA stuff even if I wasn't. Yeah. So I, I know it's terrible. I know that's not a good start to tell you that sort of air the dirty laundry. But um, I do remember, because I was in charge of getting all the different, what texts they would read at the uh, assembly, the Bible or scriptures. Yeah. And uh, when, whenever I got that, that, I got that honor of being able to tell the prefects or whoever to what scripture they were going to read, there was a guy called Josh Kleinsmith. I don't know if you remember him. Um, yeah, young Joshua Kleinsmith from the, the band Fivefold, or more famously Gangs of Ballet. Yeah, and, I've, um, heard of them. <laughs> I've heard of them. But he was a he was a he was a naughty little lad, and he would always come to me and slip me the most uh, vulgar scriptures he could find and beg me, please can we read, uh, for example, stuff out of Ezekiel and uh, and things that were just was shocking. And but it would have gone down a treat at the Northwood Boys School. One thousand five hundred boys would have loved that. But um, I used to fend him off and would go with the more kosher Psalm twenty three and uh, and the like but uh, those are the good old days man and um, mm. we've come a long way you were in a band then yes i was i was uh, we had a, a band uh, a punk band like uh, i think most of us did called skyward bound and it was uh, it was me on guitar and vocals nick ferreira on uh, other guitar and vocals and then um andrew carey on uh, drums yep and um and then we used to, we had a rot rotating a round of basis. I think we had a Rob, yeah. a Rob Garrett at one stage. Yes. Then Louis de Villiers also played bass oh, with yes. us. Who else played bass? Geez, there was maybe one or two more guys, and then maybe we just jammed three piece. It was fun times, man. It was like um, uh, back in those days, we used to have to like download songs from the internet 
overnight because we had dial up. <laughs> so like if we listen to music, we really listen to it because we only had those 10 songs or something. So we were really into punk and the church scene was really into it as well. I don't know if you remember, what was that thing? Sunskate. We Sunskate, used to skate. Yeah. But Sunskate with the, the sun with the letter O in oh, the middle. Yes. Sun because it's Christian. Yes. I, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Classic. And they used to do Friday Night Frenzies. I don't know if you remember those. Uh, Gateway. Yeah, and the, and we had all the different bands come there. Oh, man. And then we had uh, Floodgate was even a big uh, event. Floodgate. That used to happen there at, uh, at the Wave House. And uh, I remember um, borrowing a mutual friend of ours, Amp, when I played there once, one Floodgate, Brett Eddie's Amp. Yeah. And I was, and I was uh, my biggest fear was that water was going to go on the Amp and mess it up. So it was a it was a nerve-wracking show all the, all the time because we had that, that, that non-stop wave going all the way through the shows. And Brett would kill you Brett if you have. messed up his he, he was, he, he, was a, he was a very <laughs> laid back guy until you messed up with his, his guitars with yeah. his bass, a bass guitar his electric guitar <laughs> yeah, he was a source of many musical instruments but speaking <laughs> of, of that, that, that punk band Skywood Bound I mean people have been calling for a reunion tour for years <laughs> but um, are there any songs that you still that you uh, we, why have you not ever pulled any of those choruses into your, your shows now you've, you've, you've made it big now you, you're on radio you're 5FM you are on you're playing around the world why are none of those why, why have you not got the old band back together man uh, <laughs> well that's funny dude I don't know I mean the only people that are left around are, are me and Nick and Nick has got a baby now like he doesn't play guitar anymore it's just me and as far as bringing in some of the old lyrics I, sh I could uh, I could do it I could do it like I've thought about it like give us I one mean, of the best choruses oh, come on what, 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 what are you guys singing about what was the, uh, okay I'll do it I'll do it I'll do it I'll do it what was the political it. angst in the side of young Majorzi back in the early 2000s I'm gonna need to just get back into my young like 14 year old yep. whining voice get, get an American yeah, twang hi, yeah hi hi tonight Tonight, okay, I'll die happy with the thought in my head. I know where I'm going, going straight ahead. <laughs> nice, nice, very good. I love it. I, I just the memories are flooding back, and um, no, I love it. I think that's on the next album, definitely, man. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but but your journey's been incre incredible. And I remember after high school, um, I, I went and I volunteered full time at the church, and by volunteered, I wasn't paid, just yep. as, as the word suggests, uh, for a whole year. But it was good. It was fashioning, and God did stuff in me. But in that year. I distinctly remember having lunch a couple times with you on, outside the bank. You were going into finance. Talk, <laughs> us through, talk us through that journey. Yeah, I mean, that was like an interesting time in my life. I kind of, after school, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I couldn't afford to go to university. And back in that time, I was told that the bank is a good place where you can go start at the bottom and work your way up. Ah. And they'll pay for certain things that you need to do. And um, so that's kind of how I got into it. And um, it was very interesting because, I mean, if you look at what I do now, you wonder, like, how was I working at the, at the bank? Because you know, I was just a teller. I was a bank teller, counting people's money. And um, I could lift. I, I, I mean, we both went to Northwood. Yeah. And my only exposure to people was basically... I was used to being around all boys yeah, and then like a few girls at like youth and stuff. And then when I got thrown into the world, it was quite like a shock for me because now I have to deal 
with and talk to people directly and and talk to women and older men and stuff so like it it did throw me for a loop in the beginning like i wasn't used to that mm-hmm. but it did teach me a lot of things i had to i had to grow up quickly i had to learn how to communicate with people and um learn how to just hold conversations and and be with people even if i necessarily hadn't chosen that you know yeah and um, so, like, I, I mean, as much as, like, maybe it wasn't the place where people thought I would be, um, I think it was maybe where I needed to be in terms of my journey uh, of, of life. You know, it, ta- it taught me a lot of lessons. I did not enjoy it all the time. Like, 90% of the time, I did not enjoy it. But I look back and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm grateful for that experience because it afforded me things like buying my guitar and... Um, um, taking care of my mom, who was sick at that time. And, um, you know, like a little bit of adversity in life, I feel is, is good. You know, like I feel like we need challenges in, in life yeah. uh, because they help us, you know, they make us stronger. God, give, give, they, God gives us these challenges to, um, yeah, make us stronger. And, um, yeah, as much as I might have not enjoyed it, I am still grateful that I got to experience that. Oh, amazing, man. And we, I'm, I'm so grateful because all of that was just prep for this podcast. I mean, the communicating <laughs> with people, just it's just going really well right now. I mean, it's just really phenomenal if I, if I can just judge it, actually. But it's, it's just an incredible thing where you just, you. I think people don't know just, I think, yeah, the value of that hard graft. And just, I yeah, think, and, and your mum sounds amazing with those advice. Tell us about your relationship with your mum. Because I know she's a, a very special lady in your life. Just somebody that you uh, features a lot in your songs, in the way you write songs. And I know your jerseys and uh, yeah. Yeah, man. So, I mean, if my mom was, they are very special to me. And um, it's always one of those things where uh, people always ask me maybe um, why, why I am the way I am, why I might be generous and kind and I always say it, it's literally was my example growing up mm. so I had I had like the two sets of parents basically my father wasn't in the picture but my mom was there and she worked for a family who also were raising me and they both just gave me like excellent examples of of being Amazing. generous and kind and loving and uh, I might have not have realized it at the time, but when I look when I look back when I when I started getting older, I started realizing the example they set for me. And that was my mom. She was uh, always generous. She sacrificed a lot for me. Like she had been through many hardships in her life, but like a lot of a lot of hardships. I found out when I was older. And but she made sure that I was never exposed to those things. That I had the best life that she could offer. And, um, you know, my mom's passed away since a a decade ago or so. And um, she she never got to see me be um, uh, successful in the music world and things like that. But I know at the end of the day, she loved me and she was proud of me, you know. And um, I think those are the things that matter to me. Like all this other stuff, like I really couldn't care about it, like at all. I enjoy it. I have fun with it. And it's afforded me a lot of stuff, you know, but knowing that the people you love and respect love you back and respect you Brilliant. and that they're proud of you uh, means way more to me than uh, anything else, you know, in terms of the material world and the world we live in. 
I think that's the, been the privilege for both of us growing up in in, in church environments. I mm. suppose uh, if we can be ex- explicit about that and upfront about that, church has been so good for us. I think, uh, as you mentioned, uh, other families and other people. Uh, I know Kent and Lindell are people. Am I, am I correct? Yeah. yeah, they they've been a big background story for you. Those sort of couples and and then then there's all the guys growing up in the different churches who've had such impact in your life and cheering you on and. Um, uh, yeah, maybe talk about the value of that. Uh, you know, we say it takes a village to raise a, raise a child, but I think it's not just the child. I think I realize I'm realizing more and more yeah. after the last two years of the pandemic and isolation, how much I actually need. I need people around me. Tell maybe some of those names and people and stories. Yeah, I mean, flip. Uh, there's so many names. Like I'll probably leave some out, you know. But I think, uh, and I'd, I'll give you like the the real turning point for me was when. Um, after a while we joined Link Church, you know, yeah. and I mean, I've, I've been in church my like whole life pretty much, you know, uh, but my, my understanding of God up till that point was very, uh, maybe one sided, I don't know, a little bit more, not religious, but a little bit more, a little bit more rigid, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't think my understanding of God encompassed the love he has for us but as soon as i joined link that's exactly what i felt because there was an overflow from the people that yeah. went there you know like dill and tess i mean i mean when i joined link dill and tess were going through some things um when did you join link in, in their journey bro, was that like after a couple wow. of years maybe in the second or third year in the lychee orchard wow, how's that? you know but i mean then they uh, dill and tess came back and they were like revived and like the people in the church just had so much love overflowing from them and they showed me God's kindness like literally like in the flesh you know they were they were doing so many things for me and they barely knew me and um it was just amazing for me to see uh more than just people uh, speaking about God's word and reading it they were living it like I could see it physically yeah I could see it not I couldn't it wasn't just what I saw, it was in the way they spoke to people. So like, I don't know if you remember back in those days, but like, I mean, they still are, but Link was very encouraging to everybody. It was just the natural language. And like, I really, I really gravitated towards that and I understood it because I'd, I'd, for whatever reason, like, I mean, I I speak about this with my therapist, but I'd grown up just kind of bringing myself down and, I always just tell myself like horrible things about myself for, for, I don't know, whatever the reason was. And I think that's what a lot of people experience. Like they have negative thoughts about themselves. Maybe social media is feeding them negative things. Maybe they feel like they're not succeeding as much as other people or, or whatever the case is. There's a, there's a lot of energy that goes into um, negativity in our lives and not enough positive energy, not enough affirmation, not enough encouragement. But these guys were filled with encouragement. So like that kind of drowned out what I was thinking about myself. And then I started being able to to do things that I never thought was were possible wow. before, you know, like and I started to experience God in a way that I'd never experienced before because like I said, this was just uh, their emotions and their encouragement was just overflow Brilliant. of God's love for them. And I could feel that and that transferred to me and then I would transfer it to other people. And like, I mean, uh, when I think about guys like Dubs, like Dubs would always yeah. call me 
excuse me, sorry, I just bumped the mic if you heard a noise there. <laughs> um, Dub would always call me like a rock star, like way back in the day before. I mean, I literally just, Come I on, could man. play yeah. guitar. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, but he would always call me that. And like, I mean, that does something, you know, yeah. people don't realize what yeah. their words and their actions Beautiful. do to people. And um, so I, I grew up in that environment. Kenton Lindell always believed in me, like Amazing, from the beginning yeah. when I was a teenager. And they would drive me to church and they would encourage me and they would just love me. And, you know, I think that's so important. Like we yeah. spend a lot of time maybe being a bit sarcastic with each other um, <laughs> uh, or other people, yeah. you know, maybe on social media, like, or even like not even just negative things like holding back feelings of yeah. positivity to each other you know and i think it's super important man if you feel something for someone or if you want if you feel like you want to encourage a person just do it don't yeah. worry about how it comes off because yeah. you never know what that person's going through you never know what so that is going to seed into their lives and um so that's kind of like the main thing i've learned from Beautiful, one of man. the main things i've learned from that whole journey with all those people is that their encouragement and their belief in me is super important. I love it. And it doesn't cost anything. Huge. Yeah? It doesn't like you don't have to yeah. you don't have to invest like your money and time with everybody, but you can just say a nice word, be like, hey, do you look great today? Or um, your smile is great, or I don't know, your whatever you said was great, you know, like and it doesn't have to be a thing, but just yeah. encouraging someone. I think it's huge. I heard somebody say years ago said um we feel like we've got a limited amount of encouragement in us that we almost, so we ration it out. So we don't yeah. want to be too, because we don't want to give people big heads. We almost, we say that. Yeah. But the one guy said, hey, don't be afraid of giving someone a big head because life will very quickly knock it back down to size. <laughs> life is hard, man. Exactly, so, man. And exactly. Then even somebody said the other day, said to me, even though with, with like Facebook, we've almost started thinking like, you know, someone says, hey, please share my post or share my song or share that stuff. Almost like, you know, I don't, want, I don't want to share it. We, like, we almost feel like we've got to ration out our shares and our likes. I'm like, it costs you nothing to support yeah, somebody. Yeah. And I think we can almost become so stingy with this because we, we, we're rating things. And I, I, the world is starved of encouragement. Eh? 100%, man. 100%. In, a, in this world we live in. You mentioned something that I thought was quite, quite, it's quite enlightening. You said, I speak to my therapist about this. Yeah. And um, a few years ago, uh, I went after a couple, I'm the most, uh, I've pos positively in my strength finders profile, you know, and uh, <laughs> I just call it faith, but other guys say positively. Yeah. But like, you know, like, not much gets me down. I'm able to like, oh, you know, at least just, okay, take it in the chin, let's go. But then uh, there was a couple of things that just knocked me out. I wasn't like recovering like quick enough from it. And then somebody said, suggested, why don't you go talk to somebody about that, to somebody yeah. professional? And I remember like it took so long and so much courage to go and actually make that appointment to go see somebody and talk. And I remember even the first session with them, I was telling them what, all, all, all my troubles, you know, uh, unburdening myself. And as they started speaking back to me, I almost was like in that inner voice going, I, I paid for them to tell me this. I know what they're going to say. Yeah. But it's almost even in the act of just being of, of humility, of saying, actually, I don't have all the answers. Uh, was yeah. Almost there was a breakthrough there. Maybe, what to, maybe what's the therapist journey like for you, man? Um, yeah, uh, that's an unusual thing. It's like, you know, people see you on stage yeah. and they see Jorzy, who's just like, hey, just pumped, bubbly, one <laughs> song going to the next, having a hey, witty answer for things and repartee with the crowd. But actually there's a, yeah, that actually that we, normal people that need help. Yeah, true, dude. Sorry, you're making me think I need to tell Mark that when we were singing that one thing in church on Tuesday, we were like, whoa, he yes. forgot to say from the back, from the back to the front church, no spectators. <laughs> 
prepared by now. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell them later. Yeah, yeah. No, you have to have those phrases, eh? Yeah, as, as, as preachers will say, even now, even yeah, now, the Holy Spirit. Hypocr- Everyone who's under the sound of my voice. Hypocr- Just you know, those preachers uh, yeah, and song things. Yeah, but you, you were saying, once, once you talk to Mark about that. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell him later. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, so my, my journey, journey with therapy has been, like, amazing. You know, like, like I said, like, I used to speak very negatively about myself. And uh, I had a lot of issues in the past. And my my, fian- my wonderful fiance, she has uh, been going through a journey with mental health and depression. Mm. So that that's been like, I mean, I mean, one day I guess we'll tell the full story. But that's been like really hard on both wow. of us. Like really hard on her. Yeah. Like specifically, like super hard on her. Like I mean, like pretty much life or death to be honest. But for me. I was I was watching that and kind of after like two years I realized that I changed and uh, I almost had like nothing to give and wow. I also I also went to therapy because I wanted to learn how to help her wow, and not just by myself because I wanted to yeah. understand more yeah. what she was going through how I could communicate with her in the best way you know because it's not something that necessarily comes naturally to us to. to how on how to handle people with yeah. mental health but i mean through through all of that like i've learned so much about myself um it, it really really helped me and i enjoyed it from the first day you know like uh we, we went into a lot of things about how i was feeling and in the past and where a lot of my emotions come through and and what i can do practically to to help myself you know and these things look different for everybody yeah like, for sure there's no set thing like you know a lot of people are like just go run up and down the mountain and exercise and have healthy food but that doesn't work for anyone yeah, yeah, for sure. but it might work for you i mean those things are great for me yeah but it's um it's been really interesting man and i would encourage people uh, everybody to do it because I uh, people might say like oh you know I, I have my friends who I can chat to but I think there's a difference when you chat to someone who is qualified yeah. to talk to you back and also some and also who is not related to you or, or in your circle in any way there's a certain amount of freedom that comes with that and like you said it's also it humbles you as yeah. well it really does to talk to a stranger and be like, hey, maybe I'm a little bit messed up. Maybe I haven't yeah. handled these situations as well as I could, you know, because I don't think people tell you how difficult life is. Life is hard. Life is hard they don't, man, yeah. When you leave school, you're like, yo, you pass matric. Wow. Amazing. OK, <laughs> it doesn't mean you're going to succeed yeah. in life, you know, because uh, succeeding in life is so much more than that. And the world keeps telling us that, you know. And uh, that's where also like, I mean, uh, therapy has been flipping amazing for me, but also just like spending time with God every day is super important, especially, I mean, I don't know what other people do, but if you're like a Christian and this is your life and this is who you believe in, like spending time with your Savior is really, really important because your your attention is fighting so many other things around the world. And I always find it when those things around me get louder than God, then that's when I start losing myself and, and drowning out in the sea or whatever. But if I'm spending time with God, like it's, it's so much better for me. I don't know. That's just my, literally my experience. Like um, whenever I'm concentrating more on God and worrying less about myself and what's going on, like I'm just genuinely happier. Brilliant, like, man. 
that that's my experience so i mean if if i can encourage people like don't be shy to get help man like yeah. don't think you you're too good to get help or you'll be okay or it's embarrassing it's not embarrassing man the world is a crazy place seek help whether it's counseling yeah. at church or a therapist online whatever it is um yeah just go and get it nothing wrong with it i love it or people you also said to me earlier your your dms are open on instagram just send <laughs> well, dude, uh, reply to every instagram message you send someone did send me a message the other day <laughs> funny enough because he saw that i was dealing uh, daniela was dealing with think with things and he and he asked me he reached out just a random Amazing, guy man. reached out and i was like I mean, uh, this is what it's all about. Like, I'm not just posting this stuff to get yeah. likes and, and shares and stuff. I'm posting it because I want people to know they're not alone. Brilliant. And there's there's things you can do. You know, there's people out there feeling the same way you do. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll, you'll get through it. And that's why I think I, I think that's why a lot of your music resonates with people because it's not just songs being churned out. There's It's majority poured out. Right? And it's like this. Uh, and I love the fact how you're unapologetic about your faith. You're unapologetic about some of the challenges you're facing in relationships and just it's poured out in, in song form. But just, uh, so I think, I think a lot of people love that. It just feels like they, it's not this somebody trying to be something. It's like you. And I love that. But I want to ask, um, you've been in church a long time. Yeah. So yes, there was a bit of a punk influence early days with, uh, <laughs> with Skyward Bound on your music. But obviously we, I can sense there's a lot of um, 90s Hillsong Christian music um, influencer. <laughs> all jokes aside, but 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 people want to know, like, is your favorite worship song of all time um, that song by Delirious where they sing your name, Majorzy, Majorzy? <laughs> did Martin Smith write that about you, or am I misreading the lyrics? I think I did meet him once, and you know what? I mean, I did meet him after that song, but oh, who knows? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? I will tell you my favorite worship yes. song. It's um, Man of Sorrows. Oh, come on. Give us, give us a chorus there, man. <laughs> man, man of Sorrows. Man of Sorrows, Lamb of God. But you know why that's my favorite song? Why is it's that? It's because I feel like after you play that song in worship, you don't even need to preach. Because the gospel's been said. It's been, it's been laid out there in front of you. Death, resurrection, no more church response. Yeah, boom. 100%. There, yeah. It's done. And I, that's why I've always responded church well to the song. Church services could be a hang of a lot shorter. If we just sang a song. Yeah, yeah, 100%. There we go. Done. Any song where the gospel, I mean, and a lot of songs I'm do this, you. where the gospel is represented yeah. in a beautiful way, I'm just like, oh, well, there we go. Come on, boys, what are we, what are the, we doing here? Yeah, and I know it's, a, it's, a, it's been said already, and it's not the platform for it, but that's why I, I love songs that sing the gospel, sing about Jesus. Yeah. Like, I think, well, we've, we've got so many songs that sing about us. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. love singing songs about Jesus, about what he's done. Yeah. Um, oh, praise the name, you know, those sort of songs. Are, why is this not the platform for it? I don't know. I just, I, I just thought <laughs> this is the platform, people have bro. come here. We're going to get to, the, as we mentioned earlier, Bitcoin and, and, and Majorzy's <laughs> plan to take over the world with NFTs. We're going to get to that. But, and that's why people have come, I know. Um, but no, but I just think it's, it's, it is the reality for me. I love those songs. Yeah, dude. There's, and, there's something special yeah. about it, dude. There's like, I mean, I'm not knocking the other songs at all. Please don't. Like, I love the other songs. But I really, I think as someone, as people that have been in church for a long time, and we're trying to get, you know, we're trying to teach people about who Jesus is and introduce them to Jesus yeah. and, sh and show them the whole picture. Like, I feel like those songs, they, they do it, you know, mm. like there's, 
there's um you know because that's kind of what we mandated to do we're, yeah. we're we're here to share the gospel and not so much share our own experiences 100%. all the time yeah you know which is a good thing so people can relate like but it's also like man sharing the gospel that's is such a beautiful thing yeah yeah that's where the power is exactly yeah people can relate to your story but if you don't take you want to take you have to this rounds out our conversation even on vulnerability and asking for help I think the world have been celebrating asking for, hey, be vulnerable. Yeah. But the good news for us as Christians is Jesus says, be vulnerable, but come to me to find salvation. That is, vulnerability is not the end. Yes. That's just the means to an end. It's the, the, the gateway to being open. And, uh, and even somebody said to me the other day, they said, Gabe, every time you preach, you always end off by like tying everything back to Jesus on the cross. I mean, shucks. It's yeah. a, like, Did someone say that to yeah, you? Yeah, and I was also in a negative way and said, that's your thing. I'm like, surely that should be every preacher's thing. Like, <laughs> Preach on anything and take wow. you to Jesus because yeah. if you're not getting there, then what do, what, what am I doing? Then yeah, what are we doing? Exactly. Here's my opinion, everyone. My opinion, yeah, it's, it's worth very little compared to actually when you're taking my opinion to this is what Jesus says about this, is what he's accomplished for you. So, yeah, anyway, it's quite an intriguing, intriguing reality. You have been talking about this beautiful lady called Daniela, your, your fiance. Yeah. Just quickly, we want to know. How did that proposal go down? Tell us about that moment. Tell us about that. Tell us about your beautiful fiance. Um, she's amazing, man. Like, I, there's a lot of things that I can say about her. And um, when I met her, I was a bit too shy to talk to her. And like, at the time, I wasn't really wanting a girlfriend or a relationship or anything like that. But she. Um, I just couldn't get her out of my mind. So I messaged her, messaged a friend, made a plan. Things happened. We were friends for a while, but then we started dating. And the thing I love about her is just how dedicated and how smart she is and how much she loves God and puts all those things together. Amazing. So she has like a very different upbringing to me, like vastly different, wow. like super different like she grew up in hong kong and lived in london so her life experience is very very different to me but it's really encouraged me to to do things better than i have because her life is filled with excellence and and but yet she still loves god even though she's uh, even though her life has been different to me she still loves god in a way that really encourages me and inspires me amazing and her her understanding of god has helped help me also appreciate more of god's beauty in the world and in people and all of yeah. us and and all the things we do you know and it's made me think you know like sometimes we we kind of we go through the motions and we kind of just do things maybe um maybe almost in a lukewarm way when yeah. God demands 100% of us, you know, and that just that doesn't just mean in the way we talk or preach or do worship. That means in everything we do because Brilliant. we're representatives for God's kingdom in the, on on earth, you know. And that's kind of what she what she's taught me is like, you know, she's very creative. She does things like she's done things in media and videos and things like that. She's always giving a hundred percent, and yeah. she never understands why people don't do that, especially yeah. when they're Christian. Because she's like, well, no, yeah. this is this is us. We're setting an example. We're showing people Brilliant. who we are, you know. And like, I mean, 
I, it's, it's weird because it's a thing like I just didn't grow up with that and I, I didn't understand that so it's it's a thing that I fight about her with the most like mm. I mean I say fights in inverted commas we never fight but like it's a thing that we maybe butt heads on the most but it's the thing I love her for the yeah. most as well because I understand that she's trying to make me better you know and I mean there's so many other things I love about her that are that are she's beautiful she's smart um, she, she's hilarious. She is always telling jokes, and um, for some reason, she's got she a loves good sense of humor. Yeah, she digs <laughs> yeah. you. That's the probably the best. Yeah, thing. you know. Take but it. I think like I, I, you hear a lot of guys talk about this about how their wives make them better, and I think that's how Daniela makes me better. Like that's how she makes people better yeah. around her. And I mean, yeah, those, yeah, that, that's that's like the main reason I, I love her. I think is those things she's taught me and even through her journey with like mental health and all of that, like, you know, she, she hasn't been, um, uh, since we've dated, she hasn't been her full self for like many, many years. But even through all of that, she's taught me so much, you know, always encouraging me to go to church because I'm get lazy sometimes. I'm like, I want to stay home. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to sleep in. But she's always there encouraging me. She's always trying to bring people to church as well. She's always out in the world sharing the gospel with people and sharing her experience. And she might not have like a theological degree or she didn't grow up in church like Who we did. Who does these days? Who has a theological degree, man? Don't you have a theological <laughs> degree? Wow. No, man. Well, I'm joking. Self-taught, but, man. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. She she relates to people so beautifully yeah. in, in what she says. and Because she comes from a very um, unta- untainted background of Christian jargon and all that stuff. So she she talks to a lot of people and, you know, like, I mean, I can't say, well, no, I can say for, for sure that she's led a lot of people through Christ with just who she is and her example, you know, and yeah, I know, I think that's just super special, you know. So I I always wonder, like, I'm like, I don't know, how did I end up with this girl who's so different to me? Yeah. And the more time we spend together, you know, we're engaged now and and um, we're going to get married soon. And, and uh, you know, the more time I spend together, I'm like, flip, I see what God is doing here. Wow. He's like, he is grinding all the flipping, all the all the things that need to come off, off of me and making me into a better person through this woman. And hopefully vice versa, like hopefully I do stuff for her. And I mean, yeah, that's that person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. And I think it's going to be a jewel. It's awesome, man. And uh, and we, we know that most of the songs, the love songs are written about her. Just for, for all the single <laughs> ladies out there, it's not about you. It's not about you, it's about Daniela, all those songs. I know that probably will cut your uh, listen, listenership in half there. I'm so sorry, man. It just cost you a lot of revenue there. Sorry, man. Yeah. But um, but it, it's if you if you're listening now and you use the, the promo code um, Majors, I'm just joking. We don't have that, <laughs> I don't have that ability on this. I listen to way too many podcasts where you've got. Bro, you'll don't get 20%, say you don't have the ability. Jerry's 
yeah, Jerry's ready to make You'll it happen, You'll get 20% bro. off of all Majorsy. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay, you don't Sorry, have that yeah, ability. Sorry, I don't have that. Yeah. You don't have that ability. Was, That's was, a bit crazy. I was going to go to an advert break and have you be the the advert. You know, just, but <laughs> we don't have that either yet. But just some questions that our listeners have sent in. And by listeners, I mean that I came up with because we don't have any listeners yet. Yeah. Um, very quickly, just off the, off the cuff here. Um, what is your favorite song you've ever written? My favorite song I've yeah. ever written. Sure, that's a that's a, a hard question. Or which one do you would you, you you put on your set list because you're like yeah I just love this song with the crowd. I love singing this song. There's a song I wrote called I Want Your Love that I really enjoy performing because it's vibey. It's got a different vibe to what people are normally used to, and I don't think people know what it's actually about. It's basically about me having moved to Cape Town yeah. and people back home in Durban being like hey. Uh, you know, you don't message us anymore. We don't hear from you anymore. Like, when are you coming home? Yeah. You know, and uh, that's kind of me speaking from their perspective about me coming home, and they just want to love me. And um, no, I just really enjoy performing that song. The song I would say is my favorite song I've written is a song called Darling Part Two. Oh, not well, the first okay. Darling. Nice. Um, I don't know. There's just something about it that I, for myself personally, I really appreciate in the lyrics. There's a there's a little vulnerability because I wrote it because I was really, I mean, I still am into Ed Sheeran. And I was like, mm. how is this guy writing these love songs that literally make me want to fall in love? Like even even on the days when I was still single and I was like, I want a girlfriend. And then I listened to Ed Sheeran's song. I was like, I want love. What is this feeling? Do you not think it's the red hair? I mean, it does it for most people. So I think that's got a... <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it was the red hair. I, I don't know, man. So I, I, I set out to write a song that I thought Ed Sheeran could write as well. Nice. And uh, I tried my hardest with that song to make it as pretty and romantic as possible. And whenever I listen to it, I'm like, oh, damn, Flip, I, th- I, think, I think I did a great job with that song. Yeah. So I want your, I want your love, Darling Part 2. People must go listen to us now to make 100%. sense of this. 100%. Stream it 3,000 times. Come on, every stream day. it, share it. And as we said earlier, be generous with the sharing, guys. Be generous, on. yeah, just share. Uh, just, just share. You've got unlimited shares. You can yeah, have to hold back. You've got a Spotify account yeah. or Apple account. Just keep sh- share 100%. it, play it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Another question that people are just uh, chomping at the bit to, to get is, uh, what, what show are you watching on Netflix? What, which Netflix show in the last three months comes to mind that, yo, that was a good one? Uh, I watch so much rubbish. I'm so easy to please, dude. <laughs> Any story where I'm, if I watch it and at the end of the episode, I'm like, ooh, what happens next? Yes. That's me. Okay. You've got me. You've got me. Yeah. No matter what's happened, as long as I ask what's happened, what's going to happen next. So, I mean, I can't really think of anything. What are, what are you watching? Uh, I've also got Amazon. Let me think. Oh, nice. Subtle flex. Thanks, man. Was plebs, eh? We've got Amazon Prime. I've got. The, I loved. I loved. I'm still TV, using my dude. mother-in-law's Netflix account, man. I don't know if you pay for any of that. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, that is. Uh, I don't have many vices and, and and other hobbies and like the the streaming shows are my other hobby. All right, all right, nice. Yeah. So, but would you lean comedies or like? So, you, or is the thrillers? The way. Or the way I mean, listen. Like, you can never go wrong with a bit of Office. Never go wrong. The greatest comedy. The greatest comedy of all time. Yeah. I'll, I'll fight people over that for sure. When people come and say, "Oh, have you seen Friends?" Like guys, 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 you can keep Friends, man. That's one <laughs> no, thing. That, that's one thing that should friends. stay in the nineties. Respect to Friends. Nah. It was a great show. Whatever. Yeah. But the Office. Come on, come on, guys. Come on, come nice. on. Come on. Yeah, so in that I, line, it's the question I want to ask that uh, would you rather be feared or loved? 
obviously loved. Because you know what Michael Scott would say? He'll say, it's an easy answer. I want people to fear how much they love me. So, <laughs> from the office. Is that from the office? That's from the office. But you know, you'll get it another time. Wow. You need wow. to go back and rewatch those episodes. Yeah, that's, a, that's a deep line from Michael Scott. 100%, man. And hmm. um, now a question that people really, really need to answer to is Majorzy's, uh tips uh, around Bitcoin. How, how guys can get involved with <laughs> Bitcoin? <laughs> Uh, listen, uh, we're going to put a misinformation disclaimer here yes. before I say anything. Baja Solo. <laughs> that's it. I, I love it, man. I love it. Um, I'm with you. I think that is just how we need to lean. Uh, that's where we've got to go. Buy high, buy high sell low. And maybe don't buy bits of the coin. Maybe try and buy the whole coin. Oh, so, this, is, this is good so, stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm writing this down. The full picture, you know. And um, yeah, Ethereum, uh, Dogecoin. <laughs> uh, yeah, a Bundesliga to you too, as I always like to say. But uh, but Majorzy, are we finished with this podcast? Uh, maybe you as a man, you're a man on the mainstream media. This yeah. is a, a niche podcast, just finding its legs here, you know. How did I do, man? Just give us some, some feedback here. I think we want to be vulnerable. We want to do it in front of you're the good, listenership. Dude. You're great, dude. You spoke. You gave me a space to speak. Um, you made me feel very comfortable. These are very comfy chairs, mm. you know? So, I mean, if we wanted to do this for four hours, we could. It's pretty easy. But Jerry has told us, Jerry, if you're listening, is in the room with us. He's helping us record. Yeah. He's told us that people don't want to listen beyond half an hour. But I, I've, got more, I've got more respect for our listeners. I believe they're people <laughs> who can push through. You know, Marvel movies are getting longer and longer. They are, dude. And, I, and people are. tell me, oh, keep your sermons to 20 minutes. I'm like, it's not that the people can't listen long. Is that people can't listen to boring stuff long. Yeah. So get better at preaching, get I suppose. Better at preaching. No, anyway, but, uh, but back to the podcast, maybe some future tips, things. That, uh, what, what do people want to know these days? Um, I mean, listen, I got served coffee with no handle. That's true. That's going to be a problem for future your, podcasts. Your comment you know? when you got given the coffee cup was, is this sucky? Yes. <laughs> if, and I quote. <laughs> because I was like, I don't know, Masai. I mean, I've never had sucky. But I pres- I'd, I'm presuming you sip it with sip both it out hands, out, out of a bowl or whatever. Yes. I don't know if that's right. I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody, but I don't know. Um, so All, I, all our Japanese listenership, listenership is just gone. Uh, we had them uh, listening because they were in, but now they're man. gone. They came for Bitcoin advice, but they left offended uh, by the sake. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so maybe uh, cups with handles, that would be cups great. Cups with handles, <laughs> yeah, good. Um, but otherwise, you guys are doing a great job, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Hey, Majorzy, thank you so much, man. It's been really, really cool. Always fun to to chat. And um, just, uh, I know if you want to find out where you can find Majorzy, uh, Sunday nights, he's in about the fifth or sixth row at church. So um, you can go check him out. row, yeah, depending on how many people are. I try yeah. and get to the back as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, yeah. But no, alternatively, you can find him online as well as music. Online. and uh, za. All my handles are Majorzy Music. Check out my music. Check out my Facebook. Check out my Instagram. Check out my TikTok. And if this was video, you'll say, now check out my abs. Boom. But... Ah, thank goodness it's just audio. Oh, man, I can't show yeah, you guys. But, um, I do yeah, have them. That's it, man. So uh, we'll dip, I think definitely I, I enjoy it so much that I think I've got to do an episode. when Once my, my, my family have shared the podcast and my mom and my cousins and my brothers have listened to us, then, then we've got way to the big time. We'll get you back. I'd love to hear more about your songs, some of the backstories, and a little bit more of this gym routine that you were telling me about earlier. But Because uh, majority here, I said, what did you do before this podcast? He said, I gymmed. Gymmed. I gymmed. I gemmed people. This guy, he's, he's, he's got an emotional range, he's got a vocal range, and also his physical range is growing. But majority, that's it, man. The Gabe Phillips Show. We're up and running. What do you think? This was the Gabe Phillips Show. And we're out. Yeah.